Next Machina, the one where it was like, what, the Turing test? Yeah, yes, like Ultra. Okay, okay. Yeah, that movie. I do remember a lot of the conversation being like the inverse of what happens a lot, where like you are a lot more passionate about the concept of the movie than I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, There's like that whole big thing of us saying, like, yeah, if he just jerked off at the beginning of the movie, like this <laughs> wouldn't have happened. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right. Welcome to another episode of the Last Ones in Podcast. I am Jariah Archuleta, joined today by Robbie. Hi. And E. Hello. And we watched a movie that I have been saying I would love to bring to this podcast since literally it was in theaters. For two seconds. It was in theaters for a long two time and it actually. made yeah, no like money. Way longer than it should have been. Damn, yeah. if only they could have foreseen it. If only they could have, <laughs> if there was something that they could have saw happening that might have influenced the sales. I don't know. I can't think of a single, not, not a worldwide event for sure that no. was happening. That was causing people to not want to be in public in a mass room. <laughs> yeah, enclosed. In, yeah, in an enclosed room. Man, I'm going to tell you, though, when this movie, Tenet, by the way. Yeah. Uh, when Tenet came out, the cleanest a theater has ever been, I think literally ever. Well, it was the, it was the joke that I loved seeing where it was like all the companies be like, guys, we're going to start cleaning all the chairs and stuff. And everyone's like, hey, what do you mean start Wait, cleaning? Wait, yeah, what do you mean start? <laughs> Hang on a second there, buddy. Yeah, uh, it was honestly going to the theater during COVID was a great experience. Because you could also just like, you know where people are sitting. You can see where they're sitting. And you can just sit real far away from them. Uh, they, some theaters had a thing to where like, there's going to be four seats between you and the next person by default. You buy a ticket. The, all the four seats on every side are gone. It was great. Never sat next to a person. Yeah. The title of the movie actually was the max capacity for it as well. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this movie did pretty bad in theaters due to... At co- first. God, no, it just did just, pretty bad in just, theaters. Yeah. Just kind of did bad, it actually. Did, it did not make a profit. That doesn't surprise me too much, especially with how bombastic this movie is. Well, it was a lot of the the theater thing going on and the COVID yeah. thing happening, but it, it definitely was, did not help. It was also the fact that, like, even people like myself who went to the theater were like, "Oh man, this is fucking confusing," and I need to see it again to even understand what happened. Um, made a lot of people be like, "Oh, well, I'm not gonna go spend money on a thing I'm not gonna understand." Then, so like. I think that was a huge thing. Like, word of mouth is like, this movie's confusing. It also didn't help that Nolan basically insulted every moviegoer, too, by being like, people don't want to go to the movies. They just want to watch it on their shitty phones. He's not wrong. <laughs> no, but, like, that doesn't help. <laughs> it doesn't help. What I mean, even dur- with Oppenheimer, though, he's like, hey, this is, like, the exact seat you should sit in if you want this movie to be the best movie ever. Sure, but Oppenheimer did good. Oppenheimer and did amazing. also was it during a pandemic? Yeah, <laughs> was not no. And well, also got a ton of free advertising from the internet. It did get a lot of free advertising and people going to see it for the meme of it. I think a lot. Uh, I think a lot of people who saw it for the meme of it did actually get way more out of it than they expected. Absolutely, yeah. that movie is a great, great movie. Me and Robbie did the bar. Absolutely, it was great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would die. I think Oppenheimer might kill me still. It's exactly <laughs> three hours long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Says the guy who forced us to watch Seven Samurai, but you know. Yeah, you want, it's a four-hour movie almost. <laughs> yeah. God. It has a, it has the intermission. 
You could take a break during it. <laughs> you could take a break during Oppenheimer too. No, because then it'll be like, oh man, I've become death, destroyer of worlds, and you, I'll, I'll miss it because I'll be taking a piss. You would miss a conversation or seven. That movie yeah. is so fast paced. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, Tenet. Uh, I'm gonna say I think if this if Tenet came out one year earlier, it would have done fine. One year earlier, one year later. I yeah, think, yeah. I, uh, maybe three years later. <laughs> I don't think movie theaters really recovered until like this year late 2022 yeah yeah Yeah. was when they started really making money again because like this was it was basically like sonic came out and then the pandemic and then this right yeah like that's how movies were (laughs) yeah and like the tenant was being uh marketed as like this is what's gonna get people back into the theater from not wanting to go places and then nobody saw it and they're like what the fuck christopher nolan he's like people want to stay home and watch movies on their phone they like don't want to go to a theater anymore because they're fucking idiots. Uh, and everyone was like, "Hi, yeah, there's a pandemic," and he was like, "Fuck you." And which sounds similar to Ridley Scott getting pissed off that people didn't want to watch the Last Duel. That movie's not that movie. good. Yeah, I watched, but that he did movie. he did blame millennials in general for like why that movie didn't do well. That movie I think would only do well with millennials and Gen Z. <laughs> Because it's just all about cancel culture and he said, she said rape accusations. That Then I think it would only do good with boomers because those are the people who would want to like actually right-wing conspiracy nut boomers. That's their audience. I don't think so. That's the only yeah. audience I could think of from hearing that description you just listed. But it's also to be like fair, dry is the- bad. It's oh. cancel culture does the right thing sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, like, to be fair, me and E have not seen that movie yet. Only Dry has seen that movie. I'm not gonna. It's not great. Like, I didn't love it. I think some of the cinematography is good. I think the acting is pretty poor in it. Getting Matt Damon and Ben Affleck to do old (laughs) fucking English accents is really silly. (laughs) Palindrome. Yes, Tenet is a palindrome. It is like everything in this movie a description of the concept of this movie. Nolan Nolan always has those for his titles, though. He does. Every single movie is links back to what that movie. I also is about. think because of that, I I accidentally link a lot of movies that are not Nolan movies to him. Like what? In my like, I always have to correct myself, but every time I think about Matrix in my head, it starts. <laughs> yeah, Nolan movie. No, it's nope. not. Nope. No, no. <laughs> like immediately corrects itself, but I always have that start. No, that's a that's what Kowski <laughs> what... siblings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Tenet, I have seen it. This is my fifth time now. Jesus. Uh, Robbie. This is actually my second time watching it. You you saw it? Yeah, I've oh, seen it before. I didn't know you saw it before. He was with you the third time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't with him. It was uh, whenever the movie finally, because it didn't do well in theaters, and so like, fine, we'll put it on demand so people can watch from home, and that's how I watched and it. And they only let you watch it in 240p. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be a Nolan thing. You got 4K, but it yeah. was streaming 4K, so it sucked. Yeah, so it wasn't as good. This but. movie came out very quickly after theaters, though, so that was nice for me. <laughs> yeah, Dry was the only one buying movies still. I think I'm one of the few people who own a copy of Tenet. It's very cheap to buy Tenet now. I might want to buy it then, actually. <laughs> it's, it's very good. Uh, e, you Yo, haven't seen it. No. Okay, I was In right fact, about that one. <laughs> I'll get this out of the way. I've actually made fun of Dry many times for seeing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. did. A lot of people have. <laughs> <laughs> In my defense, I think it's completely reasonable to make fun of you for going to a movie theater during a pandemic. I, I saw think it twice. Yeah, I think that's completely reasonable to make fun of you because you're an idiot. But I have <laughs> asthma. I have the right to kill myself from a virus <laughs> if I want. Uh, so yeah, this movie exists, directed by Christopher Nolan, uh, starring Twilight Man. That's it is starring uh, John David Washington, Denzel Washington's son, 
Ah. Uh, he actually, as of the time of this episode coming out, it comes out on its Thursday release today, as of this episode coming out, I should say. The something, I can't the remember. The creator. The creator. Yeah, that yeah. one looks pretty interesting. Looks fucking sweet. Yeah. I thought it looked boring. I think it looks so cool. Yeah, I think the implications of that movie seem super, super interesting to me. Yeah. I'll say, I don't think I've ever seen a trailer for a movie that made me want to watch it, though, so. Yeah, that movie that movie looks so cool. I want to go and see it at the Dolby, honestly. It looks, oh, it looks really it. good. looks really good. Uh, anyway, starring him and uh, Robert Pattinson. Yeah. This was, I would say, right when people started to, in the mass public, take Pattinson seriously again as an actor. It took a little while. Um, I think one of the big movies where they started taking him seriously again was Good Times. Yes. Which was about a year before this? Yes. He had a ton of movies in the indie scene. Uh, he was actually very well known in indie film as being like, this guy's a really fucking good actor, actually. Like, yeah. He's not just Twilight. I think it, it took a long time for him to not just be Twilight guy. Yeah. Well, it was one of those things. Like, he's kind of the face of Twilight. He's the face yes. of Twilight. And that was the thing is because like, you know, he was kind of a side character in the Harry Potter movies and no one really knew who he was. He wanted to get his name out there. He realized, Twilight, that's going to be a good way to get my name out there, and they want me in this movie. Even though, if you look in the records of it, he hated being Edward in Twilight. He fucking hated it so much he so to so where- He was so vocal about it, too. He was, yes. so vo- he was so vocal about it. On the PR of that movie, yeah. he, there is a commentary track for that movie, and it is just him roasting the movie for the entire <laughs> it's time. Bad, that's awesome. Movies. It's the best commentary track in the world. <laughs> I almost want to rewatch those movies just to hear his commentary He's track. also just a weird person based off of all his interviews, which is great. He's strange. He's a I strange th- man. There's like a story. I mean, I think he fucks with like interviewers a lot. So like grain of salt with anything that is <laughs> said right. about him. There's like a story of him like being like to a random fan who kept asking to date him. He was like, fine. Okay, let's do it. And then the fan was later like, yeah, he's he's like a really boring guy. I heard that story. <laughs> I heard a different version of it, though. What I heard is that fan was stalking him. And one day he noticed she was outside of his house, so he just invited her inside and just started complaining about everything while he was making her dinner. And then she just left. It's like, oh, he's just a person. I'm yeah. out. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, like, pretty chill dude. I think he has talked about liking to play Sonic Adventure 2, so Dry probably hates him for that. Yeah, he's a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. It's, like, interesting to see him in all these roles. Also, I want to say, right, I feel like calling him a side character in Harry Potter is a little more than really... He is a Fair. very important side character for one movie. One slash specific book. movie. Yes. And I don't think they ever bring him up again. <laughs> Not after that movie, no. They bring him up in the book, the character, from what I remember, but I bet. I bet it's like, oh man, remember I forget his fucking name even in there. Thomas Thumb Fiddler or something. <laughs> Thomas Thumb Fiddler. I don't know, man. Harry Potter names are fucking I, dumb. He has he, a like he, you have one. to make a comic of a character named Thomas Thumb Fiddler. I can't. That's <laughs> <laughs> that is above my pay grade. Give me five dollars. <laughs> All right, I'm in. Uh, I mean, I got I'm two on me right now. <laughs> I, I would be down to make a dumb Harry Potter comic. It's just him meeting Thomas Dumb Dumb Fiddle. Uh, his name, man. No, like it, I'll say. It, uh, there's. Oh uh, yeah, go uh, ahead. Uh, he's Cedric Dig Diggory. Yeah, and, Cedric. Oh, my name's stupid. <laughs> what he likes to dig. He's Cedric Diggory because he dies. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> fiddle thumbs. He digs, okay? Cedric Diggory, Doc. Uh, he walks around the clock. Uh, like, uh, all, things, all things said, I think the books do give some more nuance to certain things. Like, a lot of it is about Harry kind of dealing with the torment of feeling like he is the reason Cedric died and well, all he that. Kind of. I mean, 
<laughs> not really. Cedric wouldn't have died otherwise. <laughs> Probably would have. Uh, <laughs> but also, the books are way longer than they should be. So yeah. you take take them and you leave them. Yeah. And he's also in my least favorite book. <laughs> you do hate that book. That book's garbage. The fact that the movie skips the first third of the book should tell you how badly padded out that book is. Yeah, yeah. I've never read any of the books. I never will. I got to the third book, and I was like, yeah, they're all the same shit. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I think, funnily enough, Which, the fourth book's where they switch it up, where they like finally switch it around. But yeah, and that's what I keep getting book. told. It's like, no, 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 they do switch it up after the fourth one. It's like, yeah, people keep telling me that, but it's the same shit for the first three books. If you are above the age of whatever age Harry is in the book, I think you're a little too old to read whatever book. <laughs> so if you're an adult, just Harry Potter's not for you. Which, kind of. That, that's honestly. actually the funny thing about it, because when the books came out, or at least when they came to America, I was the same age as Harry Potter. Yeah, I think genuinely that's the best time to read Harry Potter, but also maybe don't read Harry Potter because J.K. Rowling's a piece of shit. J.K. Yeah. Rowling's a garbage human being, yeah. Uh, but anyways, Tenet. Yeah, Tenet, Tenet is 151 minutes long. Not terrible. Not terrible. It's a movie length. It's a little long in the two it, hours. Yeah, it, it's still two hours and 20 minutes long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is PG-13 for intense sequences of violence and action, for some suggestive, suggestive references, and brief, strong language. Uh, yeah, so I guess uh, I, can, I can read the back of the box, I suppose. Yeah, go ahead. It's I not, think we do that less often, but we still... Like, if, it's, if it's in there eventually in, yeah. in an episode. I hope it's a palindrome. <laughs> that would be great, but no. Here it goes. Armed with only one word, tenet, and fighting for the survival of the entire world, the protagonist journeys through a twilight world of international espionage on a mission that will unfold in something beyond real time. I feel like they yeah. only said the word tenet in this movie once. They say it a lot at the beginning. Yeah. And like after they say it at the beginning, like they don't say it. I feel like saying he's armed with that word is is not really accurate. <laughs> well, I I would I think it is. The word itself doesn't do anything, but the word is a mindset, man. <laughs> it's a code word more than anything in this movie. No, that's Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I don't think they saved Matrix once in this entire movie. You know what? That's true. That's true. It's not. They the say Twilight a lot in this movie. Maybe they should call this movie Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> no, they mostly did that to fuck with uh, Robert Patterson. That was so funny. That's the whole reason why Nolan hired him. He's <laughs> like, Twilight, Twilight. What's that fucking vampire guy doing these days? <laughs> and everyone's like, oh yeah, he loves indie movies. Well, really? Okay, maybe we should actually have him. <laughs> he loves indie movies, you say. Let's put him in the biggest blockbuster movie of the year. And make no money. <laughs> make, make a negative money. This movie made so little money and did so poorly for WB that it destroyed the relationship between uh, Christopher Nolan and WB. I bet they regret it. They regret it now. Yeah. Uh, Especially with Alpenheimer, yeah. Yeah, which is also one of the funniest things is Rumor Mill has it. That the reason why Barbie released on the same day as Oppenheimer uh, was because WB is uh, a or Barbie is a WB production, and they so Mattel and WB work together. Then WB produced the movie. Fair, but the reason why they released it on the same day as Oppenheimer was to try and purposely fuck over Nolan to be like, see, this is what you get. You're just not a good filmmaker. You may as well come back to us for a much lower contract. That's the rumor. That's the rumor was going around. There'll be no proof, but also big higher ups are incredibly petty, so I they can't are. really believe it. Let's uh where can people watch it, Robbie? So it's a little bit of a weird one. Uh apparently the licensing of it, like uh if you have cable, uh TBS and TNT is a way you can watch it. 
So apparently that they have a license a to terrible movie to watch with commercials. Yeah. But there's that. The usual suspects uh are YouTube, Google Play, Redbox, Vudu, and uh Amazon Prime for three ninety nine. And if you have a premium subscription to Hulu, Sling, or YouTube TV, you can watch it. Which I'm guessing it has to do with something with TNT being involved yeah. with it. Well, those are all letters in Tenet. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the B and S. What? TNT, TNT doesn't have a B or an TBS. S. TBS. Uh, yeah, you said TNT. Yeah, TNT and TBS. Yeah. Well, TNT. I'm though. just making the joke about TNT because it's all <laughs> sure, letters yeah. in Tenet. That is also a palindrome, is TNT. <laughs> What if that's secretly Nolan's plan is the only release? Gasp. <laughs> Which would be what? TNT and that's It'd it? Be I TNT don't... and the E network. <laughs> and they had a network E? Yeah. Oh, sweet. <laughs> it's all I <laughs> Sometimes SpongeBob. <laughs> uh, okay. Interesting. So weird places to watch. So it sounds it. like yeah, weird just places. buy the 4K for $3 like Jiraiya. I think at release it was 30 for the base 4K. I doubt they'll ever do a special edition of this thing. Even the special features on this are fucking bare bones. I'm surprised there's anything on it at all. It's just a JPEG that's of Christopher <laughs> Nolan's like headshot, and it says, thanks. It's a behind-the-scenes making of the movie. Uh, it takes, like, I think it took, like, 15 minutes to watch or something like that. It is, that's... <laughs> Huh. It is like nothing on there. I, mean, but I'll I say think the general, 4K you can get ten dollars now. Yeah, I'll say in general it has been getting kind of stingy with special features, anyways. Some are great, some are not. It's not like the 2000s where everything like yeah. that was the selling point. Like you yeah. needed to have good special features. Yeah, that was the reason to buy a movie. Special like features. That was the reason to buy a DVD. <laughs> yeah. No one buying Shrek Two. You stop it. We had Shrek Two. It had like the Mega Man character select screen as a DVD menu, <laughs> yeah. and you can watch Far Quad or uh, Far Far Away Idol. <laughs> it was I stupid. Hate it. I hate it so much. They could play games, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I haven't had or have. I don't know if I still have it. A DVD wherever you could play basically a version of Rock Paper Scissors. It was like one of the very first DVDs to have a game option on it. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. I mean. Jirai has arguably the most interactive DVD, which is uh, Memento. God, Memento is literally a puzzle to play the movie. I th- I had a look when I showed it to E because I lost the instructions on what to do, um, because the the instructions are on the DVD case themselves, but you have to know which right. instructions to read. So I had to look it up when I showed it to him. Uh, it's literally a puzzle to play the movie, which is cool. Interesting. If you once. had a yes, it's cool. If you have the DVD of Memento, and you try and play the movie, it's going to be blind luck or the internet for you to actually watch that movie. <laughs> Imagine if you just like had to figure out a random Mortal Kombat fatality to play <laughs> a movie. That's yeah. basically it. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was it's great one time, and like, man, that's super clever. And then you're like, ah, oh, shit, I gotta do this every time. That would it would <laughs> if if they had technology to like remember, that'd be cool. Like yeah. if you only had to ever do it once. You could maybe, I think, on Blu-ray players now, you can just go to a chapter select and be like, play chapter one. Sure. Yeah. So I think maybe that would work. I'd have to try. I'm going to try that, actually. (laughs) Which, speaking of Memento, wasn't that also a Christopher Nolan movie? It was. It was his first big movie. He had two movies before it, if I remember correctly. Much smaller productions. Right. Uh, And then he was just kind of in the limelight after that. Okay. Also has multiple letters found in Tenet. Whoa! <laughs> it's all connected. <laughs> Interstellar. There's letters in There's there. Letters in there. <laughs> How far can I go with this dumb joke? I, I pretty far, I bet. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, I guess I'm going to. 
I'm going to start with Robbie, actually. Okay. Uh, so I did not realize you had seen this movie before, but this is your second time. Right. What are your thoughts on it? Non-spoilery, obviously. So there are a couple things that I did catch the second time around that I didn't catch the first time around. Not a lot, but there is some stuff. The movie is kind of pretentious in the way that like, it is kind of way up its own ass of how confusing it is. But it is, at its core, a very good movie. It is a popcorn movie that is super confusing. Because uh, it has like the big action sets and the big bombastic fight scenes and everything, and like the huge core or choreography of like a lot of how they do scenes. Like I'm pretty sure dealing with the choreography of doing some of these scenes was an absolute nightmare behind the scenes, and like getting the people to train for it and having to go through the motions and rehearsing for it and everything was probably crazy. But it worked out really well because this movie is at its core very, very a very fun spy thriller movie, mm-hmm. but it has such a super complicated world built around it that like it makes itself purposely confusing which is why i say it's kind of convoluted but all in all i would say this is a very enjoyable very good movie at the end of the day yeah um the choreography had to be learned front and backwards right uh by everybody who had to be involved with it which was just a very confusing process there is uh the villain of the movie uh learned his lines phonetically backwards as well so anytime you hear him talking backwards, he's actually just saying it phonetically backwards. Yeah. Um, very dedicated. He's also the director of Murder on Orient Express, by the way. Yeah. Right, he is. I, I had to think about it for a second, but like as soon as I like in my head, like photoshopped the mustache onto him, I yep. saw it. <laughs> yeah. He's he's a star director, writer. Well, kind of writers based on yeah. uh books. But yeah. Uh okay. E, what are your thoughts? I'm curious about this because I don't really uh, have a feeling for how you feel about this. So I'm going to say I don't find this movie confusing, like, at all. Really? Yeah. I feel like I followed it pretty well. I mean, that's what I thought the first time around, too, though. Sure, I guess. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it just feels like, yeah, it's like time travel, and you can, one for, you can go forward, and then there's a machine where you can go backwards. But did you actually, like, understand the base plot of what they were trying to do? Because I did not my first time watching. Yeah, like, there's uh, basically a huge... I don't know if this is all right, whatever. Slight spoilers. spoilers. Go watch Tenet. It's I like it a lot. It's really cool. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry to rub that bandage yeah. off. But, <laughs> like, yeah, because like there's just the the death of the universe machine thing that in the future they figured out the person who figured it out killed herself and hid all the remnants of the machine in like nine different locations. The big evil guy using people from the future as using him as a catalyst has basically figured out how to get all of them. The plutonium, quote-unquote, was the last piece. They've got that. And then he's the catalyst. Once he dies, the machine goes off. And it's just that stuff. And I don't know. Like, I'm not sure what part's supposed to confuse me. I was very confused about what the actual plot was the first time I watched it. Like, I just didn't understand why they were doing any of this or what the machine was even supposed to do, quite honestly, the first time that I watched it. I guess I I do have the slight advantage of you describing like elements about this movie to me. So like going in <laughs> I knew like okay there's a time travel and we I kept like making you annoyed by asking dumber and dumber questions about like reverse time travel. <laughs> I think it's actually simpler than it, anyone describing it makes it sound. Um yes and no. <laughs> I think it's more complicated than I think any way I've actually I think the, it. I I would say it's one of those things the more you think about it the harder it gets but like at, at, like, just what it is, I think it's a fairly simple concept. Just also, it's not back. time travel. It's not inherently time travel. 
it's not time travel at all. Back. It's not time in travel time. at all. There's no going back in time. You go into reverse time, yeah. It's not reverse. Inverted, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> it's all forward, man. All time is forward time. But yeah, I just didn't understand like why they were going after all these parts or anything like that the first time I watched it at all. Nor did I see the significance of that battle and why it was so important uh, the first time I watched it. So... I'm glad you did. I did not. All right. I'm smarter than Jiraiya. That's what we're doing. Well, that's. <laughs> I think we've proved that time and time again. <laughs> I am the one with the degree. Yes, yes, you are. What the degree in it, we don't have to disclose, but <laughs> but a degree nonetheless. <laughs> he actually majored in stripping, which you wouldn't expect, but. Yeah. <laughs> it's how I discovered I'm ace. <laughs> <laughs> or would that be an advantage in stripping? I think it would help because you're just yeah. like, this is a job I don't care either yeah. way. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Let uh, me look up something. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, I, I've, I don't know. I felt like maybe if I watch it again, I'll have more questions. But I didn't really. To have be fair, much like issues. Yeah. Uh, I know that there like are entire YouTube channels like dedicated, like picking apart all the small pieces of this. Like there is definitely a cult following to this movie, and like we probably don't have enough time in this episode to like go through all of those small little details. Sure, there's a lot of details. Um, yes. But yeah, I think the cinematography is really cool. I think the choreography is really cool. I think the characters are really cool. There's a really fun thing we got to experience because we turn on subtitles. Uh, so the big thing is the main character is the protagonist. That's yeah. all he's ever referred to as. Yep. If you watch it in subtitles, you realize they named literally every other character but him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is something you wouldn't get if you don't turn on subtitles because they... Don't say all the other characters' names. Yeah, by the end of it, I literally was like, I don't remember the character's name. And I like, went to IMDb, and he's the protagonist. Like, what if they didn't name him? No one just didn't name him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's just the main character. Well, like, that's, yeah. that's the part I like is, like, everyone else does, in fact, get a name, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even people that they don't say their name yeah, in the that's, movie. that's what I'm saying. That's why the subtitles were really cool, because it's like, there's, like, a part where there's a people in the airport and, like, there's a guy, like, showing him through this airport. And, like, in the subtitles, it keeps saying his name's Hank. I don't think they ever say no, his name They in the never movie. say his yeah. name. Yeah. No. Just funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those But it's, like, right up there things. with, uh, yeah, I guess it's right up there with Fight Club on how uh, Edward Norton's character is just the narrator. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's for spoiler reasons of why they have to just call him the narrator, though. Yeah. Or is it? Or is Ooh. it? Um, yeah. Okay. So, I enjoy this movie quite a bit as well. I think it is super, super fun. I think it's one of those things to where the initial thought of what it is makes perfect sense. And then, like you said, the more and more you think about it, the more confusing it actually really is. To the point to where it's like you start tying knots around previous points you made until it's all just a big, giant ball of mess. Yeah. So, the trick is don't think. Literally, the kind movie of, yeah. even tells you that. It's like, don't think about it, just go along with the yeah. ride. Because <laughs> every single time they start getting into like the implications of the paradox of this movie, they're like, yeah, but it, what's happened has already happened. Don't think too hard about it. Maybe this is the thing where like, I still have that like childhood sense of media where if they just like, this is how it works, I'm like, cool, that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas like, well, because you told me a lot of times when I'm like, yeah, I don't understand why... This or that, and you're like, well, most people want to ask questions about these things, and yada yada. Yeah. Or I'm like, that's what you're telling me. Sounds good. The that's, also that's like, the movie. Sure. 
one of the biggest things that puts doubt into my mind. We're gonna be jumping around this movie a lot, yeah, probably. Right, just like uh, the movie. Just like yep. the movie. <laughs> this is uh, actually Jumper. <laughs> that's a bad movie. That's a real movie. That's a bad movie. Um, one of the things that put down to my mind it was one of the, it's the thing that I literally left the theater thinking about the first time I watched it was like one of the big things he's told is do not interact with yourself because it will cause who knows what to happen everything yeah. to explode nobody knows what will happen but they know it's terrible and bad but he literally does interact and touch himself um, yes and no because so that's the thing they're like that's why we should wear these suits Yes. And he's wearing the eight, not inherently the same suit, but he's wearing like a big protective thing where his past self doesn't know it's his future self. But his future not self. Future and past, whatever. Yes. You don't, I'm saying this in yes, sense yes. of to make it easier. Yes. But his future self does know himself. Sure, but his future self never directly touches himself. Yes and no? Kind of. Like, they he's, come he's in wearing contact. Protection. I feel like that should be. It's like an wear. HIV. Oh, <laughs> so closer condoms. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's generally like how it well, it, makes it is sense like, to me. What they did with that, which uh, something I didn't catch the first time around, but I did definitely catch it this time around, was like uh, whenever they're waiting for that thing to happen a week ago, and like he starts like messing with his arm because it starts hurting, and then yeah. it goes into like the fact like, oh yeah, because whenever he meets with himself, his uh, forward self ends up stabbing him. Shooting that's his so, arm, like, actually. Huh? Shoot no, him. no, he stabs him. No, he stabs him. Oh, he stabs him. Oh, I, why, why did I it was like right whenever him? he comes out of the inverter, and uh, they like initially start fighting. Yeah, he stabs huh. him. And he's like, "Watcha!" Hmm. I I don't know why, but I thought it was a gunshot. Doesn't I think it's many because many gunshots like, he, around that scene. Yeah, because yeah. like whenever you know, whenever he puts the a gun against his head, and then like he puts a gun against his arm, it's yeah. in the same spot. But he stabbed him there, like towards the beginning of the fight for. The past or self of him, and then like the end of the fight for the future self of him. Yeah, like he got stabbed in the arm right there. So, yeah. which is why whenever he uh, before they even start the fight, he's like, "Oh, you're bleeding." Yes, because like he's like, "How's your arm feel?" He's like, "Ah, oh, it's not great." And then like as they keep going, it like gets worse and worse. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a that's a fun detail. Yeah. I really like that a lot. Um, it, before every fight scene starts, also or stops, um. You also like see just bullet holes around everywhere, and sometimes yeah. the camera concentrates on it, and sometimes it doesn't. But like when you're looking at, it, you're like, "Oh, something's about to go down." Right. <laughs> it's neat. Well, uh, another little cool detail of that one too is like the um, the car chase scene. Wherever like the car that they're in, the window's broken. Yeah. Or yeah, the pass or yeah. the rear view window, rear view window is broken. And it's not until like midway through the fight that you saw that they got clipped by a car that was going in reverse, and so it, which fixes the mirror whenever it hit slash non hits. Yeah. So the thing that doesn't make sense to me is how do cars work? I think cars are the most weird thing. The most they explain it is friction and air acceleration is reversed, but also cars work by tiny little explosions. Yeah. Yeah. But well, they worked at tiny little implosions to be going backwards. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> I think the or it also goes along with like what they say at the beginning of the movie of just like uh you have to do the action of it if it's inverted. Yeah. So you have to do the action of uh, of dropping it because it's the same of it. So like driving it is just like the reverse of something that like already happened of it. So like it's already been driven. It's just yeah. like doing it in reverse now. Yeah. He's basically just driving the car in reverse. Yeah. Yeah. Is, Which is the easiest not. way. Which, exactly. No, like I'm saying, like if you're looking at it from the f- view of 
time passing forward rather than the back. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I understand that part. I just yeah. scientifically, it doesn't make any sense. Sure, but scientifically, none, none of, of this, this movie, movie makes would sense. Make sense. <laughs> Some of it, I think. I think does. scientifically, this time travel s- system wouldn't work. I, I don't know. It's not time travel, whatever. <laughs> but like this method of <laughs> traveling through time and space wouldn't make sense. I think it makes it's, more sense of how time actually works in my head, actually. like Yeah, but you're not a scientist. I'm not a scientist. But in my head, time is a globe now because of this movie. Like That's how time makes sense to me. Jai is now seeing things in the third dimension. <laughs> like, it, it literally does like make more sense that time is like more like a force like gravity to me than anything Yeah, which kind of goes along with the theory of it. Like I, I feel like a lot of the physics and things that are happening in this movie theoretically make a lot of sense kind of like a lot of things that happened in interstellar theoretically make a lot of yeah. sense yeah um but it kind of goes back to probably one of my favorite quotes from the prince of persia games of just like everyone thinks of time as an ocean are always moving forward but i have seen time and i can tell you it's more of an ocean in a storm yeah good game. Yeah. i think for it me like the most i'm like i don't know how i don't know if i agree with that is the explosion thing where they saying like if you're in an explosion, like, everything would freeze, which I get theoretically what they're saying, because, like, an explosion is a big heat of force that we would experience, so, like, if you're hitting in a reverse, it would be, like, everything being sucked out. The part I don't get is why the car would start freezing. Right, that's, that's why I'm wondering about, like, why sense. engines work. Yeah. The yeah. Other way, I think that, shouldn't. I think Nolan, I think they shouldn't have done that specific aspect. I yeah. think if they left that out, it would be like, oh, sure, whatever. Yeah. It's a fun idea, though. Yeah, it is a fun idea. I get why they did it, but like yeah. with the same, he basically with the same logic. Like there should have been a big frost patch on his hood from the engine freezing over as he's driving it. Yeah, yeah, that's like, I think if I think they should have left that to specifically the person experiences that, and I would be like, okay, sure. Yeah, I think yeah. it being outside influence because again, then like in a real explosion, you don't freeze and then explode in heat. That's not how it works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, that's the that's the one thing I'm like. All right, hang on, take a step back there, Mister Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> Can I call you Nolan? Can I call you Chris? Can I call you Chris? Chrissy? Chris. Chrissy boy? <laughs> <laughs> Chrysanthemum? <laughs> your legal name? Um. So yeah, the plot of this movie, he did summarize it fairly yeah. well. Actually, it's a heist movie. It is a heist movie that starts off as a CIA thriller. Yeah. I'll say I was not super into it for the first ten minutes. The first ten minutes are very just like what I don't even yeah. why does any of this matter kind of thing. It is kind of like the whole thing of uh, the beginning of this movie is the climax of what feels like another movie. Yeah, yeah, actually, it, it does. This feels like it could be a part two to like yeah, some other movie. <laughs> I feel like Nolan does that a lot. He does. Uh, honestly, the thing that this reminds me of the most, in a way is probably the Dark Knight. That's fair. He starts that off with the You're big just saying that because there are two... There was a future and a past Batman in this, <laughs> element-wise. He had Alfred and the new Batman, if I remember who the he, new yeah, Batman is. Yeah. yeah, new Batman's Robert Pattinson, yeah. Nolan actually saw the future. He got two Batmans into it. <laughs> Alfred's not Batman, but you Alfred's know what I'm saying. Man, he's, yeah. from, he's from the previous batman incarnation (laughs) Uh, he got the previous and the future batman incarnations fun side note while in production on this movie is when pattinson got the offer to play batman uh and he like went to nolan he's like hey i just got this offer um i'm not gonna do it unless you say it's okay to do it 
because he like really respected Nolan's yeah. Batman. He's like, so like if you think uh, you don't want that to happen, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna tell him no. Like, uh, no, I, you're a really good actor, and I think that you could really like put something new into that character. You should do it. So that's just kind of cool on Pattinson's inside. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. they want me to do this thing. You... I generally I do respect Pattinson as an actor a lot. Yeah. Yeah. He's Same. A very professional man. Uh, it's it honestly is kind of a shame that he was a laughing stock for like ten years. I think that's pretty much over now. Yeah. Yeah. I think Twilight's far enough. In yeah, the it's far enough mind. out of the zeitgeist that people just kind of forgot that that was his big thing. I'm gonna say as much as I like Twilight, I don't think there's like good movies or books or whatever. No. But like the hate was so overblown for them. Like they're just kind of like bad teenage girl movies, which yeah. yeah. Like, uh, they they didn't deserve as many people like caring about them than, that they had. Really. I didn't care that much about them either. Like for me, I always just said people like yeah, like uh, Twilight is basically just Underworld for girls. Underworld's kind of Underworld for girls, though. <laughs> kind of, but not really. <laughs> have you watched Under? This is a complete side. I don't note, know what but this is. Have you ever have you watched Underworld recently, Robbie? Not recently, but it doesn't hold up. I didn't what? think it would. Are you saying an early two thousands action movie? Doesn't hold up to date today's Heavily standards. Inspired by the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does not hold up, man. And every one of its sequels are garbage. I might have to rewatch them just to get my. Is it is it based off a book series? No, it's based off a comic I'm series. Of Discworld. Discworld. I think it's yeah. called Discworld. I was gonna say Discworld is like one of the longest running uh, book series, if I remember correctly. There's like 45 yeah. books in Discworld. It has like it has uh, like disc golf. No, it has like uh, dwarves and stuff in it, and like I magic. Think so, I yeah. think. I, I heard they're very good. People have said I, that they're, like, really fun. I kind of want to read them, but also I don't read. Also, there's 45 <laughs> books in that series. It's, it's more than just I don't read. I, I read a book when I'm on vacation to my grandparents. That's, like, the most I read. I really wanted to start reading more because, like, there's a lot, it's just a good habit to have, quite frankly. You also read extremely fast, though. Yeah. I, re- I say I don't read. I read a lot of, like, comics and manga. And I read them really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I have many times been like, oh, okay, so I'm like 100 volumes behind on this manga, and then I finish it in two days. Yeah, you literally will read an entire book in a day and be like, yeah, no, that's what you do with books. You read it all day, yeah. and then you move on. <laughs> uh, I, I will say, I think the like not really making stuff in my head, like images and stuff, I think that does actually really help me be able to read fast. I think it does. Uh, I it, I I don't understand how you perceive any of the things you're reading, but I, the words it tells me what it is. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. It's just like it. I read the words a tree in my brain. I'm like a tree. The words a tree, and functionally, I know things about a tree. I know what I know. Trees are like brown, and that they have like leaves and stuff. So like, I know all the descriptors of a tree. I just can't make a picture of a tree in my head. I think it's like the main difference between reading with me and dry and with you is that whenever me and dry read a book, like as we're reading the descriptions in the book, like an image forms in our head of like, this is what's happening during the scene. And for you, it's yeah. just like, okay, it just, I just know <laughs> it's like the difference of like looking at a screenplay versus looking at a movie essentially to me is what I would say. Like visually looking, not like thinking about what you, yeah. it's like, I, I would say that's like the difference, which is very funny. Cause I'm an artist and people ask a lot how I could draw if I can't see things in my head. If I, what's what's even the point of reading if you don't see it in your head? Because <laughs> it's a cool story. 
Yeah, but I want to. It's how do you? It's just words. Yeah, it's just words. <laughs> it's then. words mean things, Dariah. <laughs> yeah, they mean things because things are things. Yeah, I know what those things are. I don't like cease to understand what a thing is. You just see an ASCII, is what I'm assuming now. <laughs> you don't even see what we see. You see an ASCII. <laughs> no, I see. This might explain his face blindness. <laughs> Uh, generally, I think not seeing things in my head does, in fact, probably <laughs> lead to my face blind. Anyways, uh, Tenet. Tenet. <laughs> yes. is, we're going to have a lot of non sequiturs and stuff because this movie is going to be kind of weird to talk about. Yeah. yeah. I would say there's three acts of this movie. Does that seem fair? I mean, kind of. I would um, say it's a three-act structure for the most part, yeah. yeah. I think you get like all this stuff with the protagonist slowly piecing together every all the information he's given. Once he steps into the time... Time ti- time dial, whatever it was called. Yeah. And then the big end piece, I would say, is like the three acts I would separate this into. Yeah. Well, going back, I guess, to the very beginning of this, how this feels like it starts at the climax of another movie. It's just, you know, whatever organization he's a part of, they have him doing a mission. He needs to, like, somebody's been had. He has to either extract that guy or kill him. And, you know, so it's his job to go in there. Um, it seems like the people who are after them, they're going to attack this opera. Um, he sees that like whatever police station is going or yeah whatever SWAT team is going there to like meet with these bad guys uh they kind of get an idea of what they look like so they can try to look similar so they blend in with them uh they go in there they find him or they find the guy uh they have the code word of just like the world is a twilight and the world's a vampire <laughs> world is a twilight <laughs> at the I'm trying to remember exactly what it was like. Yeah, the it world's a twilight. Um, yeah, it doesn't really matter. I can't make friends at dusk, whatever the hell it is. But telling him like he had, he got had. We like you have two minutes. I can either kill you or we can try to extract you out of here. Like you can, so either come with me or I kill you, kind of thing. And it's like okay, cool. And then like while they're there trying to get him extracted out of there and trying to um, do like the whole swap between them, he notices that um, some guy who tries to kill him, a bullet comes out of the wall. They're the guy trying to kill him, and the person who shot him is, like, kind of walking in reverse and, like, leaving. And one of the big things of that is he notices, like, a little, I guess, like, a Chinese coin that's on a red thread yeah. on his backpack as he's leaving. And he's just kind of like, that's weird. I think I just saw a bullet go from a wall to his gun. What the fuck was that? Like, kind of confused, but also, like, he's in the middle of a mission. He can't really There's think too hard about it. There's a bunch of bombs that he has to get rid of. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they yeah, they're starting to plant bombs to, like, kill all the people who may have been in that area. So he's gathering all the bombs, getting them out of our, I guess not so much even getting them out of the building. He's just throwing it uh, in the higher up section. So he doesn't kill, kill as many people. Yeah. So it's one of those, like you have to sacrifice some in order to save the, uh, the larger majority kind of deal. Uh, gets the guy out of there. Uh, also because he was uh, disguised as the other people there. He, the, person that he uh escorts out of there was just one of his guys dressed up as the guy that they're trying to get out of there so mission successful but he's also compromised because it's the wrong guy and they start interrogating him and start torturing him trying to figure out you know where this person is and has this whole thing of like oh yeah you have a cyanide pill to try to take the easy way out but apparently you're not gonna be able to do that and has this whole thing of like uh they've never had anyone last longer than 18 hours or for the torture that they're about to have them go through and the they do it on train tracks and they also have like this nice little image of like a train going one way and a train going the other way to show kind of the movie. Well, yeah. I was going to say kind of uh foreshadow things going forward and, and backwards at the same time. It's also him right there in the middle of it, which I still don't understand how this opera plays into it, but you learn that's where the plutonium was. Nope. It wasn't even the plutonium. It was, uh, it was getting him the introduced. last piece. Well, like 
literally speaking, like they said, like that's where the they were doing like a part of the trade, right? But yeah. I, I guess I'm confused by the intricacies of the other person's plan, of the villain's plan. I can't even think of his. He name. just wants to get yeah. all the pieces. He does because he wants to build the thing so that he can create the bomb and whatever. Yeah. yeah. But I just don't understand the importance of the person. I guess him himself. The person that they're trying to get. I think that's just the oh. person who had the... He's kind of a MacGuffin, is in my mind, at least. I think he just had the last piece. Like, he was part of the transport of it. Hmm. That could be, yeah, because they thought it was plutonium at first, but, like, he looks and he's like, this doesn't look like any plutonium I've ever seen. Yeah, I think that's that's it. Yeah. Hmm. And so, like, yeah, he just had a piece of that puzzle. Yeah. Anyway, this is the kind of centerpiece. The opera is the centerpiece of why... He, the protagonist, gets involved with everything. Yeah, right. This he is was in the right place at the right time. Yes, and then also it's kind of his introduction to what is he is about to know is Tenet because there's the whole cyanide pill things. Uh, even though his was taken away, the person that was also being in, uh, being tortured with him still had his and was holding his in his hand, and so he ends up eating his I guess partner's cyanide pill while he's basically laying on the ground bleeding to death. Partner offered it up to him. Yeah, kind yeah. of offered it up. Well, yeah, he didn't just, like, steal it from No, him. he didn't just steal it from him, but, like, his partner offered it <laughs> yeah. up because, like, they thought that they were done with him. Because, like, oh, he only lasted 18 minutes. I guess he's not as strong as you, but was kind of just playing possum. Yeah. And, you know, gives a cyanide pill to the protagonist, and then he wakes up later because he thought it was a cyanide pill, but it really wasn't. And the, the whole idea of that was kind of his introduction to Tenet of just, like, what the guy says, which I think is kind of a really cool line, is the... Everybody thinks that they would go into a burning building to save somebody, but nobody really knows whether they're going to do it until they feel the flames. But you do. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's really good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm going to say, I don't think, I think we're going into way too much detail with this. Um, So, like, that's the training. He's, he learns a bit of, like, what this material is, and they're like, hey, yeah, they found a way to make it inverted. He's like, how did they discover it? He's like, the future found it, and they sent it back. Uh, but not not through time travel. They just, it just it's not time travel. Basically, it's not time went travel. It's, yeah, it was it was invented in the future, and they brought it. Um, they inverted themselves, brought it back to us, and yeah. we're trying to figure out exactly why and what. Uh, so yeah, there's like a bunch of pieces, and they're like, "Hey, you need to get the last piece," and he needs to get plutonium, quote unquote. Uh, they they use the code word plutonium for it through the whole yeah. movie, even though it's not plutonium. Yeah. And then he meets a. Uh, it's kind of his cover is that he's a plutonium dealer. The yeah. Mark, I don't remember the name of the probably not Mark because he has no. like a very British accent. Uh, Are you talking about Neil? Yes, I think because yeah, Robert uh, Patterson. Yeah, Robert Patterson. Yeah. He's Neil in yeah. the movie. Uh, but yeah, because it's one of those like they need to fi- find out the whole thing with the inver- are well, what it was is because he finds out like you know another scientist uh, studying the tenant stuff. I'm like, where did you find these bullets? It's like, oh, it was taken out of a wall from this other place. It's like okay, cool. So like, like we're, um, who had those bullets? Like, where are they manufactured? Leads it back to a gun dealer or a gun smuggler, I guess I should say. Arms dealer, arms dealer. Yeah, that's probably the word I was looking for. Um, to the arms dealer, trying to figure out like you know where'd you get this brass? Like, how did you get inverted bullets? Yeah. Um, just which, like talk to this person, and then they'll tell you this thing and this thing, and then that leads us to getting to the main villain guy and his wife. Yeah. Yes, it's a ch- Which, mostly estranged wife and everything, but legal. <laughs> Pretty much, they hate each other to the point to where they would both kill each other if given the option. Yeah, but she's currently being blackmailed with her son, 
uh, to stay with him. Yes. Which yeah. is why she's still within the picture, which another uh, cover up that he has is like, oh, like I deal with people who, I guess, forge or I do forgery for art. I mean, not really. Just that person gave her like, just a to introduce, bad yeah, introduced to the, her basically. Okay, it doesn't matter too much. Yeah, I'm gonna argue. So like, yeah, you do that starts discovering things about him and like setting up this big plan to kind of catch him in the act of not the act, but like just catch him getting this plutonium. Yeah. Uh, so they like have this big sting operation set up, uh, in an airport, and. Basically, there's this airport's a front is a tax haven where you can just keep all your rich people paintings and shit. Yes, without having to pay on. taxes yeah. on sending it back and forth. And yeah. they're like, okay, so yeah, this is where the plutonium is. So they set up the operation, go through. <laughs> there's so much fucked up about this. Like, if there's a fire, they can't have sprinklers because that would ruin all the paintings. Mm-hmm. So they just gas everything, which would just kill anyone. Just suck all of the air out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it's one of those, you can't have fire if you don't have oxygen. Mm-hmm. So flood the rooms with haline gas, and then it's all dealt with because we prize your property over everything else here. Yeah. Uh, so they do this whole operation, uh, going through everything. There's... It's mostly going to plan. There's some hiccups here and there until they get to like this basement. And once they get down there, these doors open and two guys run out, one going forward and one going backwards. And that is your first introduction. Cause the idea is planted in your head. Like, yeah, there's forward and backwards and like yeah. everything's a palindrome. And then this is the first time it's actually introduced. Like, Oh like, yeah, there's a machine actually that... going yeah. backwards. Yeah. Cause mostly it's just been things, which is like, so I think that's like the first step and you're like, okay, that kind of makes sense. Like they invert it. And so up until this point, it's going backwards in time to where we are now, theoretically. Yes. And now it's like, oh, people. Yeah. That's something I didn't expect. Yeah. And that's when you get the first like crazy kind of hard to follow fight scene that feels like it has too much weight and no weight at all. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, it's somebody going backwards and someone going forward fighting at the same exact time. Yeah. And it's, it's weird, but it's very much meant to be weird. Yeah. I don't, I don't, like, I don't want to fault him for, like, how it feels. Because, like, how do you even accurately portray a fight like that anyways? I don't think yeah. you do. But it, it feels very original. Yes. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> I, I know you don't want me to call it a time travel movie, but I think this is one of the most innovative ways to do time travel in a movie. Even if you don't want me to call it time travel. I don't think it's time travel. But <laughs> <laughs> it's a temporal invert, or, yeah, inversion, I think is the word that they use for this movie whenever things like that happen. Like, sure. the literal way that I look at it, and I think it's the way that the movie looks at it as well, is there's this one ballpoint here. And it's everything that we view as time up to this point, And then all of it kind of just swirls around and keeps going forward. It doesn't doesn't stop and then go backwards. It just goes forward. See, the way I think of it is just time's going forwards and these people just have a way to like step out and start going backwards. And I I subscribe to like the time travel of like it would always happen. So like that's why they're perceiving each other because like they didn't invent like a new uh what is it? There's not a new parallel universe or whatever a lot of things they explain. It's just still the one. So it's just the time travel in that sense. So like they're going backwards 
well and since that always that would always be happening because that always is happening in time so that it just goes that except there is an idea planted of like there's this window here so that you can see the other side of this door and if you don't come out the other side do not go in well i feel like that doesn't disprove what i'm saying at all it doesn't disprove what you're saying but there's something else going on there i disagree because <laughs> like <laughs> just you wouldn't come out if you didn't come out the other way <laughs> something would have stopped you is what i'm how i would just say it yeah nah. <laughs> dry dry refuses to believe me because he hates me i don't i we've talked about it already but i yeah. do not agree with your uh, idea I think time, a time. Good thing neither of us are scientists. <laughs> no, no, I think with not. some of that is because like it's hard to tell what exactly would happen because it goes into like the paradox theory, which they talk about the grandfather yeah. paradox a lot in this, and it's kind of like a paradox theory of like you can't do this because we don't know what's going to happen if you do. Yeah, the they even have a conversation in there of like the future doesn't uh, subscribe to the paradox theory of you can't go back in time. <laughs> we shouldn't say the future. There's some guys in the future. Technically speaking. Yes, some people yeah. in power in the future yeah. um, do not agree with the paradox theory of you can't go back and kill your grandpa. Uh, they think if you went back and killed your grandpa, then that was always what happened. You always went back and killed your grandpa, so everything's fine. Nothing changes for them, which is ease idea I, of it. I would argue they're just not thinking that far ahead. And I think that's <laughs> how the movie frames it, more so that they just don't care. Yeah. I don't think they specifically are thinking like time travel means it would be fine i think they're just not thinking as far ahead uh i don't know about that um <laughs> let's rewind run it bit- back run the movie again we're going back <laughs> so like the idea is that there is an end point of time yeah basically um but like that's why i don't agree with like you go in and then you just come back out i think it's literally you just go back around through it so that's how always, it works in my... I mean, it's the same I mean, idea, but that's how it works in my I get what you're saying. Head. I'm just saying, like, the reason I think of the way I do is because I don't think, like, time ceases to exist is why I don't like the, like, saying you it goes back around. Because, like, that implies, like, that there's no time after that, which... That's there what is the time thing, after that. Well, we don't... No, I don't think so. I don't think after that bomb goes off that there is. I think that's the entire idea, is that they're... They do that because there's nothing left for them, so they invert time, so they go backwards through it. But it's still forward for them. Yeah. But it's so all within that like, is the theory an end of, of time. it, too. Is that, is that idea? Is that, yeah, is I the think it's the other. So, again, it's more, we, I think it's one of the things where we kind of are in the same place. We're just getting there in different ways. Because, like, I also agree, like, to me, like, the, re- the way the paradox works is that if the paradox happens, that also causes the end of time. So, like, I also think, like, there's the end of time. And I think you can get to that end of time. I think it just makes everything would just cease because of a paradox you can't have a paradox so to prevent a paradox there will be nothing i don't know <laughs> again we're talking a theoretical thing of movies this is just how we're yeah. both perceiving this is like movie. a huge thing and like the <laughs> idea of a paradox is that there can't yeah. really be a solution to it yeah. i'll say robbie you weren't there for the episode during uh <laughs> it's not signs i know it's not signs what was it called arrival oh, yeah. uh <laughs> it also had a lot of time stuff and there was also a very like long discussion from me and Dariah about time travel and time period. Yeah, yeah we just don't disagree on how time works. <laughs> we don't agree on how time We don't works. agree, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which is kind of part of the thing, too, what they're saying about like people in the future is like the whole grandfather paradox thing. Like, people in the future didn't really agree, so they just did what they wanted to. Yeah. Which, they just, they make time go backwards because there's nothing left for them to go right. forwards with. Yeah. Um, which their whole thing is like, the small machines are like, one person goes backwards, but they're like, it's not enough. 
everybody needs to go backwards to save all of humanity, uh, to save the next generations of humanity, which is, I don't disagree with. I don't disagree with the idea of it. I think, I think you're reading a lot more into this than the movie's putting out, and I'm not saying you're inherently wrong for doing that. I'm saying <laughs> I, I think, think you're I extrapolating am. a lot more. I don't think I am, because it's all in I, his uh, villain speech at the end of it. Kind of, yeah, but that also goes along with, like, how he disagrees, like the villain speech at the very end of the movie is him also saying he disagrees with the grandfather paradox. Well, he said everybody in the future disagrees with it. Yeah. He said, well, he said they, he says yeah. they in the future disagree with it. And they don't think that going back in the past and killing your grandpa means that they don't, they no longer exist. Um, so they are having a war with the past essentially to destroy the past so that they in the future can continue to move forward though. Their forward would be backwards for us. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, he says all that in his speech. It's all there. I'm not extrapolating anything. It's in his speech. <laughs> I just don't think he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Drive leaves in the Holocaust is what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, I do believe in the Holocaust. It happens. <laughs> Fair. That's also a whole other different subject. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just they they talk about how this is essentially like the step after a nuclear Holocaust. So yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, there's the uh, all the stuff with the airport. And then uh, everything kind of didn't go well, so they have to figure out what's next. And this, there's a bunch of stuff, and it leads to like a car chase down a highway, and it's like this big old plan to like get everything and get out of there. But at one point, there's just backwards driving cars, and they're like, "Uh, hang on a second. And the villain comes out and is like, "You're gonna give me the plutonium right now." Or I'm gonna shoot the girl, and the- yeah, I'm gonna shoot my wife, and you have to make a decision now, and like basically counts down, but has to count down backwards. Yeah, saying like he's gonna shoot her, if, uh, he doesn't give him it, and then another car that's also driving backwards comes, and like the he throws the container that has a piece of the algorithm in there, which that's what they call the machine that does the inversion is the algorithm, um, and uh, throws it to him. And then that car that was driving backwards beforehand crashed it. Well, I guess, no, it was crashed. It crashed and yeah. then uncrashed. Yeah, and then yeah. uncrashed and like did the transfer and then kind of drove off. And you don't yeah. know what happened with that car. Uh, then going to where his facility is, where he has his own inversion machine. Yeah. And yes. then he's that's like, where he actually does uh, shoot his wife. But he's like talking backwards and it's being translated forwards to the protagonist. So that way he can like do the threat. Uh, the way he needs to do the threat. Yeah, yeah. he's like, hey, uh, you lied to me. Where is it? Uh, and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then he shoots his wife. He's like, all right, it's in the glove box. Okay, go away. It's in the glove box of the BMW. Like, and please then, don't kill her. Yeah, and they're like, oh, shit, everything's going bad. And Neil's like, hey, I got his backups. He's like, what the fuck is happening, man? <laughs> That's basically what's up. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, all right, so uh, he's going backwards in time. We're, we're here. Uh, she's going to just die because we can't heal reverse wounds yeah it's how wounds work in this way i guess i don't know because it's a bullet that has already shot her that yeah so it, it's inverted but she's they not also inverted, just describe so it as basically radiation poisoning which is yeah sure that makes sure. sense i guess yeah i don't understand why bullet backwards is worse than bullet forwards I don't radiation. think the movie understands it either, though. <laughs> I think radiation poisoning is a completely reasonable explanation. Yeah. That's how they inverted it, radiation. Honestly, yeah, because everything that like is radiated, they're like always touching it with gloves or anything like that because yeah. it's just going to kill you, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so like, Well, it's one of those things because uh, 
at one point in the movie, uh, he gives him that plutonium as his payment, mm. but he's saying it's not real plutonium. But the thing is, it's inverted, so it's not causing radiation as much as it's probably sucking up radiation. Maybe. So the know. cure for cancer might just be taking inverted like uranium, uranium and putting it over putting a, it a, cancer like a cancer patient. <laughs> what would reverse cancer do? Just make infinite like cells? That's the problem with cancer. Wait, yeah, yeah, so, so it, it would destroy infinite cells. Destroy infinite cells. Okay, there we go. So, yeah, if you've ever seen Time Cop, which I don't think either, <laughs> all three of us I have probably it. never seen it, but I've heard that like they do like a weird time paradox thing, which causes when the guys just blow up at the end of the movie. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, I, I like said the reverse cancer. I'm like that's cancer. What that's what, we, yeah, that's what cancer does. That's uh, the problem. <laughs> so yeah, so like so probably I was like, okay, can we just like go back in time then and. Yeah, can we put her in uh, inversion to help to let it heal normally? And then they're like, I guess that would work, but you gotta in be quick. Theory, that would work. Yeah. It's like, well, let's try it. You gotta get her in there quick, and she's gotta be there for a long time. I don't know if we have that time. It's like, well, let's make that time happen. Yeah, and yeah. then this is the part where it's like, uh, hey, uh, never step into the thing if you don't see yourself coming out, because that means you never came out. Yeah, yeah. You but just explode. They also do the whole thing of like, we don't know. Yeah. yeah. He'll see the whole thing of like, well, we can't go back through this system because he's going to be looking at it a week from, or he's probably going to be here a week from now. We can't be just like jumping out of his inversion machines. Like, well, there's another one at the airport. It's like, well, security's pretty tight well, there. Not a week from yeah, now. Yeah, not a week he from now. A week ago. He owned this a week ago, so we can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, the airport, they're like, how, what's going to, like, you can't just do that. And it's like, well, because yeah. it was a week <laughs> well, ago. Security's when they super did tight it. there. Wasn't a week ago. Yeah. So yeah, they go, they're like reversing time and healing. I want to call her Mary. I don't think her name's Mary, though. Uh, I don't remember her name. I don't remember anybody's name in this. Her name is Cat. Cat. Okay. Um. Yeah. She's being like healed, and they have to give her like actual healing stuff too. Yeah. And yeah. reverse time. So like you know, if you're if you're injecting someone in reverse time, does that mean you're just? Well, you normally also just, take blood out. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> again, like the more once you, again, the more you think about the details yeah. of this, the more confusing it all gets. I think that's true for a lot of Nolan movies anyways. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. So, they're doing that, and now they're at the point where they can do the reverse heist at the at the airport. Yes. Which and is the when you see the first fight. Yeah. You're seeing it from the other perspective. It's kind of like a, oh, shit. Yeah. It yeah. was cool. Like, I, I like that. Because, obviously, they're blocked off, so you don't know yeah. what's happening. But now, you're like, oh. Like, as soon as he, like, starts walking in the airport, you're like, Ah, I see what's going on. Yeah, it's really, really fun. And it it also explains why, like, the actual antagonist, the villain, doesn't really, like, know about what that happened there. Yeah. Because, like, you assume it would be his people because they're the ones trying to solve, but nothing ever came from it. Yeah, nothing came from it. It's never mentioned. Just turns out it was them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, like, there's the in-reverse reverse fight scene now where he's, like, Doing all this stuff, and a lot of the actions make sense. Think looking at it from this way, and a lot of actions still don't make sense because now you're looking at it from the opposite way. Yeah, the, these are the best parts. I do actually kind of wish there were more of these kind of things. Really good. Like I know that would be really hard. And like, like I said, I'm sure the choreography for like that fight scene alone was a nightmare. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. But it does that until he gets into the, uh, temporal. <laughs> the tempora, the tempora, the inverter. <laughs> we'll, we'll call it an inverter. Like it's yeah, technically the inverter. just an inverter. Uh, and then like this is something you saw a little bit earlier, where he runs past Neil. Neil's trying to stop him until he sees him, and he's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, bye." <laughs> <laughs> Which also explains like his because 
that was that's one of the things that's like, why didn't he like do anything about that person? And now you know what? He said he killed him. He said he killed him, but you know he didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know he wouldn't. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's all that stuff. Now they're uh, at some point. Neil also gets to the machine. It's whatever. It's fine. Yeah. And now they're like good to go. Uh, going back forward through time, they're a week ago, I guess. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, a week ago just now. Two of them for all eternity, I guess. Now, well, I guess only two of them until the they do the thing to go back in time again. Yeah, yeah. So. which kind of like what Dry said. It's kind of like a weird boomerang where it circles back around and then yeah. keeps going forward. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, so there's that, and there's a fun scene where it's like, like what is going on there? And he's like, you know, he's like, why didn't you tell me you saw me? And he's like, you. We're not supposed to disclose stuff. Like, it's the rules. And it's like, whose rules? Ours. Bam. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Best friends now. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of what it is. Kind of what it is, yeah. Um, uh, and then they uh, just get dragged into the biggest part of the whole movie. Yeah, because yeah. like they've met other people who are part of Tenet now mm-hmm. uh, during that first inversion where they went in, uh, where they had to you know spend a week in inversion, uh, start doing some more plans, talking about how Sator, which is the main bad guy yeah, in this that, was... that we haven't really said his name, um, how he has all nine pieces and he has this plan for them. So they have to do a temporal inversion in order to like stop him in the place where he found the uh, pieces. Or, or, was it the full algorithm or just like pieces of it at first? For which part? Uh, leading up to like this last battle. He just, he has all of he them. He has all of them at this point. Well, yeah, he has all of them at this point, but like he has the entire Exodia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, as all nine pieces of Exodia. Yeah, the, so they basically can, are like going back to find the specific part because what it is is, uh, that one of the people he met, the actual arms dealer, uh, he was like, "Hey, why don't you tell me like what the hell?" And he's just like, "I needed him to have all the pieces because we need that for the final plan." Yeah, and it's like so he is going to his thing is he can just activate it at any point in time whenever he wants. Yes. So it's like, oh, okay, so we need to do that. And they're, like, suiting up to figure out everything, and then the wife's like, I know exactly when he would want to do it. Mm-hmm. So they're going back to a specific point, which is the vacation him in and, Vietnam. Yeah, him and his wife's vacation in Vietnam right after she got pissed at him because he was like, hey, what if you just abandon your son? You could leave and... Yeah, She's if like, you want to divorce me, you're going to have to abandon your son. And she she thought about it for two seconds. And she's like, nah, yeah. I'll just be miserable my whole life. But she thought about it. And she that's the sign it. of a bad mother. You know, no <laughs> one ever, ever is allowed to think selfishly ever at any point. You can't, it's not good enough if you change your, if you like <laughs> realize your mistakes. No, you can never start. Also, from my understanding, and let me, and just, I feel like this is true, but let me know if you guys see it differently. His whole thing is just burying it at the end, right? Like, that's his thing, is dropping it down the hole and burying it to keep it hidden until the future. I don't, I don't think, think so, so. no. <laughs> me and Robbie are doing the revert. One of us is revert. <laughs> I, I think it's just that would be the spot it would do the most impact. Yeah, uh, that was the spot it would do the most impact, because like, that's wherever the original, because they're in Russia for this last thing, yeah. Yeah. This, this final mission, which is where he originally found it. And I think his plan was to blow it up so it would cause a uh, temporal inver- inversion to where it would uh, both be blowing up and imploding at the same exact time, thus like cr- d- thus like destroying reality because it would create that paradox. And I, I think and so they hinted he that always oh. this place in specific is like very like volatile too. Yeah, or th- uh, thus by doing that he would because he says like uh, by 
uh, by blowing it all or by destroying it all and creating a new world. So he's kind of like seeing himself in, as his own god yeah. by both creating this reality and uh, making a new one. Yeah, because the implication is when he specifically dies, it would go off essentially. Yeah. So and I because he just... has like the either I can have it or no one can have it kind of mentality. That was his thing. Is like when he dies, he just takes everything with him. I guess I just don't understand how it works. It's a bomb. It's but a paradox it's, bomb. But it's not. It's yeah. It's, it's a paradox it's bomb. A super bomb. It's a future bomb. It's seventeen nukes tied together with duct tape. Like that's the thing. Like it is just like nine mechanical pieces that attach to each other. Like how does that do anything? It's from the future. Well, it's from the future. It's the <laughs> algorithm. It, because it's the algorithm, it's what's causing the inversion to begin with. And so by blowing it up, he's hoping that he could both uh like cause inversion and you know the rest of what's go are and normal time to like kind of uh so are these so, pieces that need to be blown up to cause it to happen or are these yes. pieces that make it happen I think the best explanation is it isn't like a bunch of sorted parts it's one essentially giant bomb that just was taken apart and separated so they just rebuilt the bomb It's like if you had a bunch of parts of a nuke Fine on their own. Don't do anything. But if you build the nuke and activate the nuclear detonation, it would But explode. also, they're talking about, because uh, he also brought up Oppenheimer for this reason, of the fact that, like, there's, like, that point nod of a chance that, like, it would cause the atmosphere to ignite. Mm-hmm. And he's thinking, you know, by causing the explosion to happen and not happen at the same exact time, that would definitely cause uh, atmospheric uh but ignition the way to that he describes it, he's not trying to destroy everything. He's trying to cause mass inversion. Yeah, which would both like it would destroy everything that he that is currently going on, and then create like a new world in his mind. I don't. I just don't understand how this bomb works. I don't understand why those nine pieces do anything. I feel like it's I, an ultra bomb. I just. I feel like they're pieces to something that need to be buried for the future. Is what's happening in my mind. See, I think no, which is like, eventually the, what happens though. I think the point is like why they bring up the grandparent father paradox how it would like how if you kill your grandfather the present is the grandfather they sent this bomb back and they're killing the grandfather destroying time yeah and he thinks by destroying time he's going to create a new time yeah that doesn't make sense (laughs) time but that's the thing that they were saying (laughs) earlier though like that's why i brought it why we were bringing it up with the grandfather paradox is because people in the future didn't believe that's why they created the invert or the inversion in the first place he doesn't either. He's just too selfish to really think about it. I don't know. It's weird. I don't understand the mechanical nature of it, so I just don't get it, I guess. It's to kill it, It's everyone. a huge paradox. It's meant to be. I just... Why are they so machine part? Why are, they just to... Why are they just throwing the pieces around then? What do you mean? They have all the nine pieces at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Why are they just throwing the pieces around? So, because they're, they, yeah, they're hiding it. But it wasn't taken apart when he was first carrying it, and it blew up. Right? How much do you need to blow it up to make it blow up? Well, they didn't blow it. it up. Yeah, it didn't, it got I know he was arm. carrying it. He was carrying it, but like because they carried it out of like that place where it was going to be buried. And that's what I'm saying. Like it seems like that's just the part where they're going to bury it, not that that's the explosion itself. Burying it would lead to the explosion. I think is the is the idea because then yeah, they would have yeah. all the parts in the future instead of all the parts in the future no, being I think lost. It, I think that's essentially the final act is when it's put into that location that lets it do the explosion. Yeah. Right there in the Well, if you also remember like the thing like there is an explosion attached to where they're burying it too. Like the main explosion that does happen that just buries it and then the other explosion that happens afterwards is the part that blows up the actual algorithm. 
because hmm. uh, that's why you know whenever they're fighting the, the bad guy at the end of it, the real tall uh, security guard who probably does have a name, but they never say his name either. John. <laughs> it's a very Russian name. Jeff. Victor, I think, actually, it might be. It might be. I don't think he has a name, actually. It's Jeff. His yeah, if, Jeff. If, if he has a name, it's not showing it on Google. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, because uh, he keeps on trying to, like, pull the thing to cause the explosion to happen early, and they keep on stopping him from doing it. Because yeah. that means that there is a bomb actually attached to the whatever they're burying the algorithm in. That main part that, you know, where the 10 minute timer was, are, was attached to it was just what was going to bury it. But also that thread is the same thread that Neil has on his backpack that's on that bomb. That's the thing that I also don't understand. He took it. When? Maybe. <laughs> Sometime. But how did it end up there again then? They went backwards. Which I don't even think it's the same thread. I just think it's the same color. I think it's the same thread. I think it has I the same I, point I, I, on no, it. I don't think it's ha- the same thread either. Think I don't think it, it is because he has a thread on him. It doesn't have the co- coin either. Yeah. I thought. I swear it had the coin I don't on. think no. it does. Because his is just a red thread. Like, that one was, like, an actual wire that he was trying to pull. I Maybe this is just... Conf- I think, I think that it's thinking more too con- hard about this. I think, that's what, I think it's... I'm making it more confusing yeah, than it actually probably. is. Yeah, he, probably. He, him dying is linked up to a bomb that, like, they can specifically use this bomb because it, it's normal technology is this specific, like, explosion, and that explosion causes the actual future bomb to explode as well. And it will do, like... Ultra explosion, 4D explosion. You have to put on your 3D glasses to fully understand this explosion. Maybe since it's an inversion and normal time put together, maybe just creates a black hole in that area. Who knows? But that wouldn't invert time like how he explains he wants to invert time. Well, why wouldn't it? We don't actually know all of how this bomb works. We don't, I guess. I think the explanation is the bomb does everything it needs to do. Yeah. In the future, it's the I don't Ma- think he that would bomb understand. is the MacGuffin that the movie needs. I bet they explained it to this guy too, and he probably just doesn't understand it either because it does strike <laughs> me as someone who would. Yeah, it's fair. Um, yeah. Anyways, so like, uh, they do a bunch of that. They are like, okay, we got to go back to this time. So they set up a big plan where they're going to be two teams with asterisks. <laughs> one's going forward from ten minutes to the explosion. One's going backwards. Two ten minutes from the explosion. Yes, theoretically, um, the explosion is in the middle, and they're ten minutes on each side. Yeah. Well, kind of like the so one starting at the explosion, one's ten minutes from. Because I feel like the way you yeah. described it makes it seem like they're going to this middle point of the explosion. Well, the explosion is kind of the crossing point because the yeah. team that's going backwards is counting up to or counting yeah counting up to the up 10 to minutes the 10 minutes and the team is going forward counting down to the yeah 10 minutes. yeah and then the team that was inverted is the one that gave them the intelligence that they need for like the mission that they're doing at that point anyways yeah yeah anyway so it's it's like a war movie now yes yeah. uh which this one was probably an absolute nightmare to fucking i bet yeah choreograph because you have people going backwards and forwards at the same exact time on like completely different scale yeah. like just yeah. tons and tons of explosions happening backwards and, and forwards the whole time it's hard to tell who's exactly going forward and backwards until like you have to look at small details on like whether they're leaving footprints or not or whether it's like a dust cloud before their foot hits and like yeah well also bunch- some of them are just running backwards that's usually yeah some of them are just <laughs> yeah i was gonna say some of them literally are just running backwards in the scene yeah, yeah. uh there's a lot of really cool like thing again i i wish they did a little more with like the seeing things going both ways i understand why they don't because that's probably one expensive to really 
hard to grasp and right. three uh yeah having there's only, to there's already so much time in this movie <laughs> yeah. but also having like i said choreograph all of that is probably yeah. just a huge nightmare like, there's and having to rehearse all of it and everything one of the like, coolest scenes in this movie is this point where like uh the protagonist is like hey we got to get in and he's like we don't have a good shot and he's like well we need a diversion he's like i got it and at the exact five minute point for each per- of them they shoot a building and because of how time's working the ones who are going backwards create the building as the ones going forward destroy a, the building yeah it's it looks so cool it's it was really cool, cool. <laughs> and there's also some really terrifying concepts like someone standing in a spot that gets built because it was destroyed yeah and like what happened to them we <laughs> yeah. don't know <laughs> super cool they might just be part of the foundation now yeah yeah it's really cool <laughs> what a terrible way to die oh, God, awful be, way just yeah. being particled into bricks yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like that makes me think about like what happened what if you're drowning while going backwards is air just filling your lungs it's Maybe. like it explode yeah kind of the bends happening to you but but in reverse but in reverse yeah. oh god there's like so many interesting things to think about because of that yeah uh which probably led to some new fears for some people watching this movie <laughs> yeah i'll now think about having to die of reverse drowning <laughs> Like you're just standing there on a boat. Like, what if something bad happens and water leaves your mouth and you just like reverse fall into the water <laughs> and then explode? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, they do that. So now they're in the main part where the bomb is. Uh, the pre- there's a lock though; they can't get in. And uh, I'm gonna just call him Victor. Is like they're yeah. about to get the bomb to drop as Cat uh, is going to the uh, yacht. Yeah, going to the yacht to. Spend time seduce. with her, yeah, to seduce her husband, yeah. or her husband of like you know this is the good, the uh, last happy time that we had together. Because yeah. we should know this is specifically like normal time husband. Yes, y- yes and no, yeah. no. I this is not is. normal time husband. I think. I think normal time husband like left at this point in time, and then normal like, time husband is gone. This actually is no, yeah, new timeline yeah, husband. Actually, yes. you, that makes more sense because they he left on a chopper and it got back, so that yeah. would make more sense. Yeah. I resend. I resigned. This also, it's new timeline husband because this is the last time he was happy, so he wants to go back to the last time he was. Yeah, happy. that's fair. Before, that's fair. yeah, before, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, committing har- Sorry, <laughs> Harakiri. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, so uh, none are the wiser for uh, the husband. Essentially, yeah, yeah. Uh, so she's like devising the best time to kill him. She can't kill him until she they- gets a signal. Yeah, because they have to make sure the bomb's not going to go off, basically. Yes. Yeah, because they end up put it, piecing together that the heart monitor that he always has on is basically going to be the trigger for the bomb. Yeah, as soon as it hits none, uh, you, kaboom. Yes, and that's what you learn the timer's been counting down slash up to this whole time, which yeah. is fun, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's like a bunch of back and forth as tensions rise as she has to <laughs> suffer this guy. <laughs> and pretend like she doesn't fucking hate his guts. Yeah, uh... And then all the stuff, um, as they're down there, uh, you, there's a point where Neil is, decides to actually re- go, because he, he's on the reverse team, he gets into the machine so that he can be on the, he go forward again. Yes. And helps solve everything. Yeah, because uh, he sees He things. actually fails at solving anything for the most part. He fails the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's trying to stop him because uh, Victor's like set up a trip mine. Yeah. Because I think the implication is like a ton of people are supposed to be able to go in there. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah. Uh, all that stuff happens. 
and then every so bunch of tension because the bombs like could go off any minute now. Well, any minute, and they're any, trying any to second. get into the store. Yeah, and the only thing that you see is there's a guy in front of the door this whole time. The protagonist like sees this guy, and he's yeah. like, "Hey, is that thread from the beginning of the thing?" Yeah, uh, and like at a point when there's like 20 seconds left, the guy gets up because Victor's about to shoot the protagonist. Yeah, uh, he gets up, takes the bullet, puts in the code, and then runs backwards off. Yeah, which is really cool. <laughs> it's really cool. <laughs> uh, and then big old fight because Victor's the machine got like stuck, I guess, like because he couldn't fully make it fall so he has to just pull the last thread but can't uh and then uh a big rope comes down and they're like okay this is our early shot so they like grab the machine parts tie up the rope and neil going forward in time is driving off so that they could go off and then all the while cat is just so fed up she just shoots (laughs) she just shoots uh yeah after being like you're not getting your way. You aren't. You don't get to have your way. Yeah. And shoots him, and then he falls in a really comedic fashion off the he boat. He falls in the best, like, go fuck yourself kind of yeah. film thing. The best. Mm-hmm. It's very satisfying watching him die, finally, because yeah. he's a total piece of shit. Um, and then she, there's the great speech with her at the beginning of, like, I because she talks about Vietnam a couple times. Yeah. This Vietnam boat trip. And... She mentions to the protagonist, like, that was that was the thing of, like, I saw this woman when I was going back to the boat after this mm. argument, and she dives off, and she's like, oh, uh, I didn't take you for the jealous stuff. She's like, I wasn't jealous of what she was doing with my husband. I was jealous at the freedom she had to yeah. just go off and do whatever. Uh, and it turns out it was her. And yeah. it was her own freedom that she was also kind of uh, jealous of because she finds her own doing that. Yeah. It was herself she watched dive off. Yeah, It's really good. It's poetic. Yeah. Yeah. So they get out. They have all the pieces of bombs. Uh, other guy that I don't remember the name of, but is also fairly important. Is like, all right, well, you know the rules. We have to take these pieces to our graves. And like, it's split off into three pieces. Each of them gets one. And it's like, oh, man, we're going to have to die. Oh, shucks. And he's like, you know, we do have to die, but it doesn't have to be right now. Yeah. It so does to do- each of your own moral standing, how or when you when do it. it. Yeah. 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 Which uh, his name's Ives, by the way. Ives, yeah. Uh, a fake name. <laughs> yeah yeah so like that and but so they're all like gonna go off but neil gives uh the protagonist his piece and he's like hey you saw you saw someone who knew the passcode didn't you and he's like yeah yeah well because he says like how'd you guys get the door open he's like we didn't it was locked when we got down there somebody put the passcode for us yeah and it's like hey uh neil you're you're the best of with cracking the codes right and he's yeah. like oh i know what happens yeah he's like oh yeah I gotta go back one last time. And the friend is like, "What if you don't die this time?" He's like, "The future's happened, or what's yeah, happened has ha- already what already happened happened." Yeah, what's happening happened, or whatever. What's happened happens. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, "Dang, that's messed up." But we were just we we're gonna be friends, and he's like, "Hey, we've been friends for two years already. Two years in the future for you." And he's like, "Dang." So this he didn't is- say two years. No, he didn't say two years. He just, he just like, said, like, this might be the end of a, a friendship for me, but for you, it's just the beginning. Yeah, he's like, I have a feeling it's the end of uh, a great, beautiful friendship for me. But for you, it's just the beginning. He's like, so we know each other? He's like, uh, we've known each other for years. He's like, well, in a few years, you'll know me. <laughs> Something like that, anyway. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I, I thought they said two years in particular. But no, it wasn't no. two years. Uh, uh, anyway, so yeah. And he's like, ah, oh, dang, that's crazy. So goes off, and then it kind of into an epilogue of a sorts uh it's a uh, cat like picking up her son 
you see her get on the phone and uh the arms dealers talk to a bodyguard's like, all right, take her out and but uh silence pistol shoe and is like, What the heck? And it's it's the protagonist in the back seat. She's like, What how did you even know? And he's like, I told her, call me if you ever get a bad feeling. Yeah. And he like and he plays has the, like messages, yeah. voice messages of like the exact times so he can just be there for it. Yeah, and she's like, I'm here to like clear up all the loose ends. He's like, I realized something. We're both working for me. Yeah. <laughs> and he shoots her. Yeah, it was pretty good. And then hip hop plays for the credit. <laughs> yes, the the subtitles like hip hop hip hop music hip starts. Hart. That's when Kevin, that's when Kevin Hart sings. Hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hip hop music starts playing, and it's just it's not it's EDM. It's not hip hop. Yeah, it's a good song though. Yeah, I think it's because it has like rap lyrics, but it's EDM music that yeah. it's doing rap lyrics over. But it's whatever. Yeah, and like then, a lot of things in this movie, it's whatever. Uh. Something that I think is implied but not said is that Neil is the girl's kid, right? It is kind of implied of that, yeah. Like, that's her son the entire time. Yeah. It's also kind of implied that the protagonist uh, was the one who set up the very first, uh, the opera, staying at the very beginning of the movie, which gets all the started to begin with. It's just, you know. Well, that's his last operation, technically. Well, it's his last operation, but also, I guess, his first for the movie. Yeah. So. Uh, I I didn't feel the thing about the kid, but. They also, I think they call There's him Max huge... in the movie. I don't think they give him a name. She just says my son. Do. I don't know. Let's check the thing. Not to say that he can't use a fake name and it's implied. I just, I didn't gather that. I do get, I do think that he probably set up the the opera operation though. I yeah, well, he set up all the operations. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there, it's he, he doesn't have it. According to Google, he doesn't have a name in the movie. I think Google's lying a lot of times. Maybe, but I don't know. Uh. But yeah, I there's a implication that he is still doing like the back and forth to figure stuff out. Yeah. And all that. And just kind of pulling the strings until he feels like it's his time. And he probably never uh sees Cat again. Like like together, I should say not. Who's to say? Like the, this movie I mean, kind of ends say, off in like yeah. a really weird way. So there's a lot of implications on like what has already happened and like whether it's going to happen again in the future and like how much of this is kind of circling back around. Like, so there's a lot of theories about it, about, you know, uh, Neil being cat son. Uh, there's a, a theory that Ives is actually also uh, Michael Caine whenever he meets him. Cause he very big actor who's been in a lot of other Nolan films. It plays a very small role in here, but a, an important one of just like, Oh, you got to do this, this, and this. And like, I already had this information for well, you here. Guys, you what if the protagonist is cat's son? <laughs> 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 so uh, I looked it up on NDB. Uh The kid's name is Max, yeah. but apparently is a very, very popular theory with, according to a bunch of these lists, some proof that Neil is Max. Um, but I never trust when they say proof because that usually means like there's a YouTube video that goes over random things. Yeah. Um, I get, I don't, I'm not discrediting it. I think that's a completely reasonable assumption to make. I just don't make that assumption. I just always got that feeling from it, but maybe it's yeah. not. There are a lot of theories. Like, so there's a lot of people who like are paying attention to like the most minute details of this movie to try to piece yeah. together everything that does or is supposed to happen in this. I mean, there's a lot. Like, you can watch this a ton of times and probably get things. Something I would be really curious in to see is that in the car chase scene, if you can see the protagonist in the car when it's the first time going through, because it's hard to see anything in that car, right? Obviously. Which they probably did that on purpose. Yeah. I'm just curious if, like, if you look hard enough and have your brightness up enough, 
is could you see someone in there? Maybe like we could, could you go... see a approximation of the protagonist? Could go frame by frame, maybe figure it out. There's also another theory that the girl scientist at the beginning is also the girl who figures out the algorithm at the is the a scientist who kills themselves after figuring out the algorithm. Uh, maybe, maybe I don't know. I could see it. I think a lot of that depends. How far back can you actually go when time doing the backwards? Like, do you have infinite time? Do you age going backwards? You do age do you... because you aren't going backwards. You're going forwards, but you're just movement inverted. Well, that's yeah. Like we're assuming that. I'm just saying, like according to Nolan, though, because there's. He has a ton of rules that he just makes up for that, like that you freeze to death when you explode. Yeah. So, yeah. like, who's to say he doesn't say you actually reverse age like Benjamin Button? Um, I, there's would, not, I don't think there's anything in the movie that actually really says one way or the other. I think the fact of her going backwards and healing from the inverted bullet would, I, well, I don't think would, I think in my head makes it seem like backwards is still just forward movement, just... Yeah, in- inverted. To so me, it's... it also makes sense to me that like you just keep aging. So like, yeah, yeah. I would, would say that means there's a hard limit, and I would say that might disprove that that would be the scientist because they the implication is it's a long ass time in the future, at least three decades. Yeah, um, <laughs> thirty years. I think it's what they said. At least is 30 it? Years. I don't. I don't remember them saying that. Um, because it would have to be at least thirty years because the protagonist would be alive at the end of all of this because he started all the planning. Yeah. Um. But the idea is like, because of all of this, all she sent back all the information to herself, basically, and that's how she got the rudimentary understanding of it, and went on to from that thing that I wrote th- three uh, yeah. paragraphs about. Right? I'll say once again, like, I don't like. I think that's fine. I don't think that like that's inherently wrong, but I just I don't personally think that's the case. Yeah, but there's also not a anything known about the future scientist other than right. killed themselves. Yeah, so. yeah. That- also, they made is, the algorithm, they killed themselves. When it happened, who it was, who knows. Also, there absolutely is a hard limit on when you could go back to because it would depend on the chambers and the uh, reverse oxygen when that was first made when you could go back to as well. Right. So there would be a hard limit. Sure. So there would have to be information sent back somehow. Not for objects, though. Not for objects, no. Not a hard limit. So, like, the actual temporal... Well, because that's the thing, too. What if you just sent the reverse oxygen back in time, too? Could do. So, like, does that negate the hard limit, then? I don't know. There's a lot of questions you could ask. I'm not going to ask anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, yeah. is, like we were saying before, this movie deals a lot with paradoxes. And, like, the more you yeah. think about it, the more you're just kind of beating your head against a wall with some of it. I think that's super interesting to think about, though. I think that's when I get confused with this movie, is that, like, I... I Probably I think about it too hard. I think you think about it too hard. You should be <laughs> like me and only think about it a bit. But I feel like it's one of those things, like it is possible to do like generations of going back or going inverted. It's just yeah. a matter of like going forward for a small amount of time to get whatever supplies you need to in order to like keep surviving inverted. Well, yeah, that was the idea of like generations to come would have tons and tons to prosper from because as we going forwards uh, took all of the supplies, the water, the food, whatever, them going inverted backwards, they would be gaining more as it right. went on. Uh, a theory that I don't think could they use those things though, because they're in reverse. That's the. I don't think they thought about that. I Probably think, not. I think like, they just wanted to kill people. <laughs> I think honestly, <laughs> the people in the future. I think there is the tenant program, um, started by the protagonist, uh, who somehow got all the information to the past to let all of this happen. And then there is a terrorist group who is anti yeah. the tenant group. Honestly, I think that's Nine the two. Eight. I don't. I think there is a 
99% of the people don't know anything about any yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's the I two think that's small easy, factions. I think that's, I think that's just kind of true. I think that's what you're supposed to gather from this, yeah. from the phrasing, that they just talk about it being like some big wigs who want to yeah. do this. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's Tenet. That's Tenet. A lot of details. Or we is didn't it? Talk- <laughs> if, you re- if you listen to this whole podcast in reverse, you won't understand it. You won't, neither will we. <laughs> but you will know when we say Tenet. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Or any know, other palindromes that we may say. Depends on our accent, because I feel like when I say tenet, it kind of loses the last T. You do lose so the you last T on and it's Yeah. Yeah, a lot of details in there we didn't talk about. I highly recommend going and watching this movie for yourself. Yeah, yeah. It, it is a big, like we said, because of like the paradoxical nature of this movie, there's a lot that you can just kind of get lost in the sauce, thinking about too much of it. And yeah. There's a lot of small details that they want you to like really pay attention to. Yeah, and Neil is ultimately the key to all of it, and he's kind of the actual hero to everything. Yeah. <laughs> he's not the protagonist, but he is the hero. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's get to final thoughts here. Uh, I guess we start with Robbie. Let's go to Robbie. So, like I said, this movie, because of the paradoxical nature, which I've been saying this whole fucking podcast, <laughs> uh, it does get confusing, especially when you think about some of the things for too long. And even the movie says itself, like, just don't think about it too much. What has happened has already happened. Nolan actually put that after test audiences left with giant headaches. <laughs> I bet this movie tested very poorly with audiences. I'm sure. Possibly. But it's also not the first time he made, like, a purposely confusing movie. He did the same exact thing with uh, Inception. Inception doesn't confuse me. I I disagree with I people being confused. I don't think it's there's, a, there's still a lot of theories of it, and like a lot of people talk about it still. I think you could like, extrapolate a lot from it. I think the movie itself isn't that confusing. The movie itself, no, but like a lot of some of the underlying themes, much like Tenet, uh, do like the thing that people talk about the most with that movie is the ending. But that's a whole other podcast, yeah, even yeah. though we've all already seen that movie. Uh, but anyways, it is a lot to think about, but also has that very big dumb uh, eating popcorn fun. Of an, yes. a big action movie, like so, this movie is at its heart a spy thriller movie, and a very good one at that. It just has a very confusing time inversion uh, paradox going along with it, which does make it fun, but it's also just kind of like eh, at the same times. But all in all, I do really still like this movie. I would give it like an eight point five out of ten. Okay, okay. Uh, e, uh, this movie's really cool. I like it a lot. Um, I, I think that. There's a huge disservice about how people talk about this movie that makes it really sound much worse than it is. I think people get so like gunked up in like the nitty gritty of this movie, they forget to just start off with like, it's a really cool Nolan movie. Yeah. <laughs> Quite <laughs> yeah. frankly. Like yeah. we've been saying this entire time. It's easy to get lost in the sauce with this. Um I think your enjoyment of this movie will is directly influenced by how much you don't think too hard. Quite frankly. And I know that sounds weird, to, not in the sense of like turn your brain off, just like don't try to figure out every detail about it. Accept it at face value. Yeah. Yeah. Think about when you were a kid and you watched a cartoon and it just like, hey, here's cool aliens. And you were just like, cool, cool aliens. It's like, go back to that mindset, quite frankly. Okay. I, I agree with you. I think that does make it a lot easier to just enjoy and wrap your head around. Yeah. Um. There's like even like. There's some stuff I think is, like, a little fishy. I think, like, some of the explanations are just kind of bad. I It's mostly just the fire thing. I, like, just, why did it That's have your to biggest freeze gripe. the car? Yeah, the fire that thing. is my biggest gripe. Fire thing is super I think if you confusing. took that out, I would, I would have, like, very... I would have, like, no qualms with this movie. 
Because I think that is like the thing that makes you start thinking too hard. Yeah. Quite frankly. I made a drawing of how I think this movie perceives time. Okay, I'll make one after this. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Which, to be fair, it's quite possible he put it in there because he just thought, like, be kind of cool if you set a car on fire but start freezing. Yeah. I'm sure that was his thought process. I'm just saying that the, makes I think that makes people think too hard about it. Yeah. Yeah. It think, does it did me. Yeah. <laughs> uh like I think if you just had it explode and then had Neil be like you might be the first case of hypothermia from an explosion. And then be like what what do you mean? It's like well, uh you know how a fire takes all the oxygen away. Well, when you're reversing that all the oxygen is going away. So you're super cold. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> Instead of just like showing her something. Oxygen doesn't change your temperature it doesn't but if there's no oxygen no life i think is the idea it's getting at with no i'm thinking anyway. you should have just said the temperature i think you should say it fires there's a bunch of heat so when the in reverse just the heat all goes away <laughs> but that's the idea of it yeah is i think that's also i think it's why it's confusing it doesn't make any sense <laughs> uh but yeah, anyways yeah so this is a really cool movie i i actually like do feel kind of bad for sleeping on this movie Wow. I think this is a lot better than I expected from it. Okay. It probably doesn't help that most of the conversations I had about it was saying dumb things to Jirai because <laughs> he tried too hard to explain how time travel works. It is not time travel, I know. Not time travel. <laughs> they just travel backwards through time. They don't travel backwards. It's all forwards. <laughs> the funniest thing is after I watched this movie, I told Jirai that I saw this movie and he just apparently forgot because I said I wanted to have a conversation about it and... Dry's response was, I can't get into it with this movie, and then kind of walked away from the conversation. I don't, yeah, I don't even remember you saying you watched it. <laughs> to be fair, this was probably like well, it hasn't two, happened yet. three years oh. ago. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie's actually going to now start going backwards in time to that point to tell you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think this movie's really cool. I think even I think this is a movie that can be enjoyed by more people, even if it's like confusing, quote unquote, because I think a lot of people just like the spectacle of it. Yeah. yeah. Um I think there's a lot of spectacle in this movie. I think if this movie came out a year ago or not a year ago, well maybe a year yeah, ago maybe too, a year like ago or... a year before it was supposed to come out that it would have done great and I think a lot of people would have been talking about it like all his other movies. Yeah. I think it really is one of the biggest examples of how the pandemic hurt movies. Yeah, for like, sure. This there's a lot of bad movies that came out in the pandemic and I don't give a shit that they did bad. But like this was a good movie. Like yeah. this was really good. I this is probably higher than Dry's expecting. I would give this movie a nine. That is higher than I was expecting. Actually, I, yeah. I think this was a lot of fun. I, I think the start is a little slow, and I the card thing, and that's like my complaints. <laughs> period. <laughs> yeah, I actually went into this being like, he's gonna hate this, and I'm gonna have to argue with him, and then Robbie's gonna be like, I liked it. We did argue. <laughs> we did argue just about time. Yeah, yeah and we did. We agree, but I don't know how. We we, we fell. <laughs> we fell into the trap of the movie of arguing about the semantics of it yeah. even though even in the movie it says don't argue about the semantics of it yeah. just it happened yeah. deal with it well dry how are you feeling after your fifth viewing of this movie i think there's still things i just don't understand about it and that's definitely the like trying to think about it too hard kind of thing and like trying to get into the details of it mm-hmm. i still don't i accept your guys's thoughts on what the algorithm is i just don't think that's what it is i don't know why i don't have anything to say why i don't think that i just feel like it's just, more than that he hates us so much <laughs> no he like refuses to believe we can be correct no you guys explaining it that way makes total sense i just i feel like i there's no i can't explain why i just feel like it's not that it also kind of falls into like the whole idea of like if somebody from 
uh like the Plymouth Rock days of like first coming to America, like got trap or got time traveled into twenty twenty three and saw everything that we're in this room uh doing right now recording this podcast, they would just see it all as magic and like this deals a lot with future technologies and that's basically just magic, so we're not yeah. meant to understand it. Yeah, I just I don't know. I can't explain it. I can't explain my feelings on it. I just feel like it's it's not just as simple as big boom. Although <laughs> my drawing here does describe it as a big boom. So <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I honestly do love this movie a lot. I've watched it a lot. I bought it literally day one when it came out. Uh, when it was $30, I could have waited a week and it would have been way cheaper. Yeah. I generally am like curious about just going out and just buying one real quick. Yeah, you can. Yeah. I, you, there's many copies. The, the, the next time that I go to like the shop that we go to for buying movies, I might yeah. actually look for this for Tenet just to see how expensive it is. Does 4K still, still come with a Blu-ray as well? Yes. Okay, maybe I'll just grab a 4K if they're only 10 bucks. Yeah, that's why I don't understand why people don't get a 4K. It future-proofs, and it gives you the thing you have now. I think you're overestimating how many people have a Blu-ray for you. Uh, I am, and uh, I'm going to be real sad in a year and a half when nobody <laughs> has them ever again. <laughs> I, I just wish like PlayStation would just keep putting them in. PlayStation does right yeah. now. Their next one won't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or if Xbox would just let you have them. Xbox does have it. Oh, does it? Yeah, the, the big Xbox has it. The next one won't, though. What? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I think I think that's gonna bite him in the foot because I think people are actually gonna start wanting to buy movies again because of how streaming service are being streaming shit. service is going way downhill, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be the cool guy with all the movies. Anyways, uh, <laughs> not to divert you from your yeah. opinions. Uh, it's really really good, and I was very upset when everyone's like, "I'm never gonna watch that. That's real dumb." And I got the opportunity to drag people to go and see it, and they were like, "Oh, that was actually like way better than I thought it was gonna be, and like super fun." And, like, this just solidifies that this movie is actually way better than what the normal human zeitgeist is saying. Or the internet zeitgeist, because it's really just the internet people who watched it when it came out, honestly. uh, Of what they're saying this movie is. Because it is now two times I've showed it to people, and they've really enjoyed it. And I feel vindicated a little bit. Yeah, and that's 100%. (laughs) And, like, even though I say it's a big confusing mess that's kind of up its own ass about how confusing it all is... It is still a very good movie. People should watch this movie. It is definitely worth a watch. Nolan is still a very talented director. Yes. Very good. He's always been a talented director. I think my least favorite of his movies is Batman 3. Actually, no, it's Batman 1. I I take it back. That movie's worse than Batman 3. And it's still a good movie. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't eye roll for those of you listening. Uh, But yeah, I like it a lot. I also give it a 9. I did not expect anybody else to give it a 9, so that's cool. Uh, I didn't expect me to give it the worst rating, but... It is still good. 8.5 8. is still a good 8. rating. 8.5 is a good rating. You want to go, we can like set the time paradox here and then you can like go back and say 9 and then come back. If you want. <laughs> well, see, it wouldn't work though because 9.5. What's happened happened. So oh, yeah, that's oh, fair. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> I already gave the rating. It already happened. So yeah, I can't give the 9.5. It has to stay at 8.5. Yeah. <laughs> I like that if you did it, you would one up us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, guys, hey, if you want to get a hold of us for any reason, we have a link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash L-O-I-P. Gives you all our social medias. Media. I, it's, uh, hmm. Speaking of things that are a mess. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, I don't even know, know if it's worth keeping our Twitter. I don't think point. it is, honestly. I think we may, might want to just I don't think it's helping anything. No. Yeah, I, I want to get rid of it. Uh, we have Instagram still. That's really it. And it's active. Yeah. So check that out. Uh, and <laughs> we're just gonna remove the thing that says social media and just Instagram. Maybe yeah. actually. Uh, Twitch streams. What if, yeah. Whatever are... changes we make to our social medias will be in the link tree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, podcast stuff and Twitch streams every 
Wednesday, every Friday, most Mondays. Never a Friday, actually. Every Wednesday, every Saturday. <laughs> every Wednesday, every Saturday, most Mondays. I don't know why. My, I do know why instinctively I want to say Friday, because it would make it 2-2-2 two, two, two for how many days you wait. That would make sense. Um, But yeah, every- If only our schedules allowed that. If only. Every Wednesday, every Saturday, most Mondays, we do Twitch streams. Mondays, me and D like to do rando fightos when we can. Uh, we have a big wheel of fighting games, and we just play a random one. We've gotten Soul Calibur twice. Yes. <laughs> uh, Wednesday is big games. Uh, it would have been yesterday, and I should have started Guacamelee. Yeah. We'll see how I feel about that one. I'm interested. And Saturdays, uh, Robbie is still playing Anodyne 2, hopefully. Yep, still Robodyne 2 in it. Still Robodyne 2. It should be Robodyne 2-4. <laughs> or whatever, maybe Ravadine 2 She. 2.4. Uh, uh, so, yeah, uh, look forward to that. And uh, follow us. We're, we're so close to our goal. We're so close to our goal. goal. We hit our previous goal last week. That was amazing. Yeah. We're just one away from our next goal. <laughs> <laughs> so give uh, us that follow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, go check all that. And hey, Robbie, why Ew. don't you take us out of here? So whether you're being inverted in time or you're going forward in time, <laughs> and whether this is the very first time you've listened to us or the last or the last time you listened to us, <laughs> or you've been this since the very beginning, or you've been this since the very end of this, thank you for listening. Yeah. I feel like we have to have 175 more episodes now. No. <laughs> Just minimum. I don't think there's minimum. Enough. I think there's that's too many. I don't think there's 175 more movies. You're right. I definitely don't own 175 more movies. <laughs> I actually wonder if you do. I do. You have 350 movies total? I have almost 500 movies. Shit. <laughs> you have a lighter around here? <laughs> okay, let's get some Hide lighters. Hide lighters. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, we appreciate all of you guys. We thank all of you guys. Yeah, yes. Thank you for listening. Thank you all so much. Thank you, Robbie. Thank you, E. Mm-hmm. Talk to you guys next week. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.